All right. Good morning. How you doing today? Happy New Year. I know this is uh, my first chance to say Happy New Year in person to everyone. And I'm excited to be here and worshiping and praising God and being in the fellowship here. Last week, we're unable to be here in person, but uh, we, are, we are healthy and fine this week. And so uh, I want to acknowledge those who are worshiping online, especially those who are visiting. Uh, we hope you can visit with us in person and see the spiritual family. Uh, for our kids, we do have the kids in the audience here today. Let's say uh, the word of the day. You can check this down, and then uh, uh, we're going to go ahead, and Gary and Alex Torres will give you a big surprise afterwards. This is the first time they've heard of this, but they will give you a big surprise. And so the word of the day is belong, all right? The word of the day. You have to tally belong, and then you can get a prize. That works for adults as well, all right? So go ahead and, uh, and tally that there. You will want to pull out your notes pad or whatever it is that you use to take notes this morning as we're going to try something new in one two all right we're going to try something new here we got it we got to have some flavor we can't just keep doing the same thing right daniel and so if it doesn't work we will blame daniel all right and so there you go so it's pressure's on you daniel pressure is all on you i know you love pressure and so it is good to start off the year together and so uh, I know some people send me a text and say, Marcel, we didn't get your slogan for the year. But now you get a chance to. And so those who don't know, I have a slogan for every year. It started, I think, in, in 2018, as far as my memory goes back. Is that right, Karina? It started off with great in 08. And so the whole point, try to be great in 08. And then there were some other ones. Uh, get it done in double one. There was uh, Fresh and Clean for 2013. You like that one there, right? She did the fist pump. All right, there you go. And so we had Make Him Seen in 17, trying to make sure Jesus is seen in 17. Last year was Hit a Home Run in 2-1. And so this year with two, oh, 22, there was a lot of options, but then some didn't sound that good. And Karina asked those, you know what I'm saying? I went back to my old rap days. Gina Galassi would appreciate this. And Outcast, I thought, me and you, your mama, and your cousin, too, for 22. But that didn't seem to work out. You like that one? To me, that was my favorite one. You know what I'm saying? But it's a little too long, Marcel. I said, oh, okay. I said, there's plenty to do in 22. She said, well, that isn't encouraging. Lupe says, no, that's not encouraging. She's like, now I'm stressed out. Thinking about all I got to do in 22, right? Exactly. Then there was breakthrough in 22. And I really liked that until I watched the news. And there were so many breakthrough cases. And I thought too many of us would go there. I said, well, we can't do that. And so the Lord brought it to me. And it's changed. It's evolved from January 1st till today. But I finally got it. And so can the brother get a drum roll? Elijah, you, you play drums right now you play guitar here it is all right there's nothing he can't do in 22 oh yeah because there's nothing god can't do right and so this allows us to see and have faith no matter what we have plenty to do that we know there's nothing he can't do and so i'm excited about this year i've been praying god 
I pray that we can receive the fruit of the perseverance and faith that we've had for so many years. And God, we've seen so much fruit already in our lives, but God, I'm praying for this to be a, a very fruitful in every sense of the word year. And so that we can experience and praise God in his goodness. And so we're going to talk a little bit about the year here today and, and what we're going to be focusing in on for really, really the whole, the whole year. But we'll get into that in a second. So let's go ahead and let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you. And thank you that we have this chance to be a part of your spiritual family. The very fact that we can call you father is incredible. Knowing that we were adopted into Christ through the blood of Jesus. Yeah, not because we were perfect, good, or righteous in any way, but because of your choice to pick us out and draw us near to you. And God, this morning I pray that we will worship you as we give to you by giving you our attention, as we give to one another, as we engage in discussion. I pray that your spirit ministers to our souls. And God, that you're producing a firm conviction in us, God, to have faith in you, to hold to the hope that we have in Christ, and to live a life of love. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Turn over in your Bibles to Luke chapter 2. As a church, we do not have a traditional Orange County theme of the year. Last year was Renew, and so we do not have a traditional theme this year, but we do have a focus of three components kind of along our spiritual journey and three components that are part of our fabric as a church, and that is belong, believe, become. Belong, believe, become become again these are already components in our church culture that we want to highlight but this is also really the spiritual journey that every single one of us is on and so there's this statement here that will really ring true throughout the whole year that we will focus in on and not just this year but really going forward and it is this when we truly know who we belong to we will believe God's plans and purposes and we'll become who we were created to be. You see, when you and I truly get, not just kind of, uh, I think I get it, but when we truly understand who it is that we belong to, that's transformative. Because now when we understand who we belong to, our belief in him grows in what he's promised and his plans, which transforms our decision making. And then, this maturation, spiritual transformation takes place, and then we start to become who he's designed and created us to be. And so throughout this year, we're going to be talking about what it means to belong to God. What does it mean to belong to his church? What does it mean to belong to the OC Church of Christ? What does it mean to belong to each other? And then we're going to be talking about belief. And believing in his promises, what hinders our belief? Let's define belief. And as the year goes on, then we'll be talking about becoming more like Christ, how he enables us to become godly and be the children he's created us to be. And so we're going to be talking about that this year, but we're going to be talking about that today. And so we're going to look at the perfect and prime example in our Lord and Savior Jesus and how he 
When we look at his life, how he understood who he belonged to, how he had belief in who he became as a man and savior here on earth. And so that is what we're going to do. And so here's what we're going to do. So we're going to read some scriptures together. I'm going to give very little, if any, commentary. But we will give, after a chance, you to write down your observation through the lens of believe, belong, and become. Or belong, believe, become. I always butcher that. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? And so we're going to study together here. And so we're going to go ahead and, and, and look through the lens of belonging, believing, and becoming. And this is one of the many ways you can study out the scriptures. You can read the scriptures and just go, all right, I'm just going to read it and see what God brings to my attention. That's a great way to study it. You can study out a particular uh, book. You can study out a particular character. Let's study out how God worked in the life of King David. Or you can study looking through a, a, the lens of a particular topic. And so one time I was, I was encouraged and challenged to grow. And what was my weakest area in my faith? And so I went around and I asked some of my closest friends. I said, hey, what would you say is the, the, the biggest thing I need to grow in? And I, was, I, was, I think I was like 24. I think we had just gotten married. And uh, almost to a T, it came back pride. I said, well, I think God is communicating the message to me. And so I went on this journey to study out pride, and I went and I did about a two-and-a-half, three-year Bible study on pride throughout the whole Bible. And so I started in Genesis and all, went to, all the way to Revelation, and I didn't try to insert pride. I allowed the Scripture to bring out, God to bring out through there, where was pride and humility in this situation? And it helped me grow a ton. You guys get what I'm saying? And so right now, we're going to go ahead and have the lens here of belong, believe, and become. You guys with me here? So again, pull out your notes. Uh, I know very few of us are, are, are physical note takers now. We're all in the digital world. But we want to see none of this right here, okay? All right? And so we want to, okay, Carrie, you got your physical. There you go. She's a teacher, so that makes sense. All right? Come on. All right. So here we go. Let's go ahead and let's get into it. We're going to go over to Luke chapter 2. Because we spent so much time celebrating the season of Advent in Luke. And it actually dawned on me, you know, a lot of the scriptures we read during the Advent or Christmas season are talking about Jesus. But a lot of times they're actually like right after his birth. And we should actually probably use those scriptures and those stories after Christmas. You know what I'm saying? But anyhow, that's just the way my mind works. All right. So we're going to get a little recap here. Again, Jesus has been the promised, long-awaited Messiah. So there's been many prophecies about who Jesus is and who he will be on earth. But let's look at something as we get into Jesus' life and belonging, believing, and becoming. In Luke chapter 2 and verse 25. Now Jesus was already born and so his parents go back to Jerusalem and they're going there to present him uh, at the temple. And so here we go. It says, now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. Man, wouldn't you love for that to be the way the Bible described you? Righteous and devout. He was waiting for the constellation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went to the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, 
which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people in Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother, Mary, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. We'll stop right there. And so, we know that God's plan for Jesus, the, the promised Messiah, was for that him to come and redeem not only God's chosen people, the nation of Israel, but also to redeem all of mankind represented by those who are Gentiles. That means those who are non-Jews. And so that was God's design and vision. Hey, Jesus is going to come and redeem my people. And my people, yes, is the chosen nation, but it's also all of mankind. He is going to come and redeem spiritually. And so this is God's vision for Jesus and his vision for all of mankind. And so again, this helps us have this backdrop to remember, here's God's plan and vision. Here's what he has in store. Here's what he's thinking of. And so now let's get into Jesus's life. We're going to continue in Luke chapter 2 in verse 41. Every year... Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the, festival, for the festival of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival according to the custom. After the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were not aware of it. Thinking he was in their company, they traveled on for a day. Stop right there. Did you see that? Jesus is over in Jerusalem for a whole day without mom and dad. That's a big family that they obviously have, right? I'm thinking of home alone, right? Well, they, they, they forget Kevin. Oh, no. And, you know, that was Mary. Oh, no, right? She was like, Joseph, turn the camel around. We got to go back. Jesus isn't with us. And so they go back here thinking he was in their company. They traveled on for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. Hey, you guys seen our boy Jesus? No, we ain't seen him. Continue. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, did you catch that? Three days. How did Jesus eat? What was he doing? Was he asking people for some money? Were people like, here you go, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, what was taking place during that time here, right? But it says, after three days, they found him in the temple court, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me, he asked. Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. All children in the audience should pay attention to that. Jesus at 12 was obedient to him. Then say it, he was unruly. You guys get what I'm saying? All right, so that's just something for the kids there. Make sure you're all awake. All right. It says, then he went down to them with Nazareth and was obedient to him, but his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. We'll stop right there. Okay, I want you to take a couple minutes right now to write down what stands out to you through the lens of belong, believe, and become. All right, go ahead and take a couple minutes to write that down. And you at home, go ahead and do the same. You can put it in the chat as well if you would like. All right, 
Luke chapter 2, we're going to, I mean, we're, we're moving over to Luke chapter 4 now. Jesus, he's a grown man, he's about 30 years old, at least at this time here, and says, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them he was hungry. The devil said to him, if you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone. Then it records that Jesus was tempted a second time, or a, and then, but we're going to go jump over to verse 9, in which he's tempted here for a third time. The devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here. From here. For it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered, it is said, do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished all this tempting, he left him until an opportune time. All right, we'll give you a minute or two here. Write down an observation here again of belong, believe, and become. All right, look, we'll continue in Luke chapter 24. And so Jesus has had his ministry for at least three years. He's healed. He's, he's loved. He's done all kinds of different things. He goes and he dies upon the cross and he raises again. And so this is after his resurrection in Luke chapter 24 in verse 45. The scriptures read, then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them this is what was written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations. Beginning at Jerusalem, you are witnesses of these things, and I'm going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. When he had led them out to the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted up his hands and blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up into heaven. Then they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. So again, Jesus died, resurrected, and ascends into heaven. Now he gives his followers a calling for their lives. So again, take a minute here right now and go ahead and write down what's an observation. What stands out to you again through the lens of belong, believe, and become. All right, so here's what we're going to do now. And so people you're sitting next to who you came with, go ahead and now let's have some discussion, all right? Share your observations throughout and maybe some observations that came to you at the end here, all right? So go ahead, let's take several minutes and let's go ahead and let's share with each other what are some of the observations that stood out to us when we think of Jesus' life through believe, I mean belong, believe, and become. And go ahead and share those on the chat. Go ahead and type that in on the chat there. Uh, those who are online. And you know, Eric, yeah, can you play a little bit of music? Let's lower it a little bit here. Uh, that'll help those who are online and uh, help those here. All right, thank you so much for that. All right, so we'll come back in several minutes as we, after we have some great discussion. Yeah, all right, so we're going to have some more discussion. I'm going to give you guys some more uh, pointed direction and questions here in a second. But again, let's go ahead and let's recap here together. And we see here, we truly see Jesus belong, believe, and become. We know he is sure of who he belongs to because at each point in the scriptures, as we took a real quick survey of his life when he was born, when he was 12 as a teenager, into his ministry, all the way to his death and resurrection, we see he understood who he belonged to, didn't he? And it was interesting how Satan said, if you are the son of God, did you catch that? Do you really belong to the Father? 
And Jesus was assured of that. And he trusted in God's plans for himself and the world, and he became who he was designed to be. From 12 to the temptation to Jesus always being aware that he belonged to the Father and trusting his plans for himself and the world, despite so many Savior haters, Despite so being in the Garden of Gethsemane in his feelings, he still chose to be crucified. He still chose to teach, heal, help, love, and save people according to God's plans and promises. And he fulfills it in making it. And this helps him become worthy now of being the sacrificial lamb for you and I to have salvation. And then being the example for us to follow. And so we see that this journey that our Lord was on. And how he knew who he belonged to. How his belief affected his life in ministry. And therefore he became what God designed for him to become. And so what does that mean for you and me today? The same journey is for all who follow Jesus. The same journey is for all who follow Jesus. You see, when we truly know who we belong to, we will believe God's plans and we will become who we were created to be. And we'll see these same components as the DNA, the fabric of our church culture because God invites all to belong. And then as we come in to the fellowship and there start to grow in our belief in his plans and promises, in his, in his character, and then we can become the children of God that he's designed for us to be. And so again, we see, and to me this is so cool that we see our Lord go through this, and that we are now all on this same journey as well. And this is the DNA and fabric, the key components, if you will, of our church culture. And so now, I want us to have some discussion. And so here we go. When we truly know who we belong to, we believe God's plans and purposes, and we will become who we were created to be. So I want you to go ahead in the same discussion groups, answer these questions. What stands out the most to you in this statement and why? How have you seen this to be true in your life or someone else's? And when it comes to belong, believe, become, which one inspires you the most and which one needs to grow more in your life? So let's go ahead and let's have some great discussion. I'll bring us back in to close this out. So let's go ahead here and uh, let's have some people share, all right? We'll, we'll, we'll go maybe one to two people be able to share for each question, all right? So let's look, start off with this first one. What stands out the most to you in this statement and why? Let's get some people to be able to share. Go ahead, Gene. So this idea of becoming who you were created to be, right? That 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 stood out to you, and also how it, it I, I caught that for couldn't catch that last part. What did you say there? And how it's attached to belonging and believing. Awesome. All right, there we go. All right, let's get another person here. Let's get somebody else to go ahead and share what stood out. What stands out to you in this statement, and why? All right, Mr. Lounsbury. So you're seeing this progression and this point of, uh, of believing. And when, when Kyle says when, when the belief is there, he starts to become. But when he sees when the belief starts to waver, it has an effect on who he is. Awesome. I appreciate that. All right. How have you seen this to be true in your life or someone else's? All right. Let, how have you seen this to be true in your life or someone else's? All right. Here we go. Mariella. 
She shared how she has seen it in her husband. Come on now. There you go. Cherishing your husband, girl. There you go. He's going to take out the trash today. She said how she's seen it in her husband, how, he's, how his belief has grown and how she has seen him become a better person or a stronger uh, uh, individual there, stronger in his faith. All right, Mr. Barber. Talks about how he, he knows who he belongs to, but then the belief part leads to now doing, right? And now it leads to, okay, I, I know this, and now I believe, and therefore I'll become. Let's go ahead with this last one. When it comes to belong, believe, become, which one inspires you the most, and which one needs to grow more in your life here? Let, let's get uh, Mr. Lapel, and then we're going to get a, a teenager over here. Kylie, I heard yours, so we're going to have you share next. All right, there you go. And then we're going to get a college student, because y'all over here sitting on your hands there. Okay, all right. So, all right. Mr. Lapel, go ahead. Thank you. You talked about the inspiring part is belonging, right? Understanding who you belong to and the effect there. But then uh, working on becoming, because you've been a disciple of Jesus for so long, is still trying to, to become who we crave to be. Thank you. All right. All right, Kylie. Go ahead, girl. In fact, why don't you stand on up, Kylie? Can you stand on up? Can you take your mask down just to take so we can hear? Okay, there you go. All right. There you go. Yes. Stop right there. Okay, she said inspires her to become because she thinks of what God is going to do. She's been a disciple of Jesus now for two years, or almost two years. There you go. But the inspiration of, wow, what God, how much more God has planned in store for her to grow. Okay, second part. Tough part is growing and believing that God's way is, is, is best and not do, going your own way there. Nobody can relate to that. Nobody can relate to that. There you go. All right. Thank you, Kylie. Appreciate that. All right. Let's get a college student here. All right, Mr. Max. Can you stand up too, please? There you go. Stop right there. Okay, good. All right. I think what he said it's just as far as me being able to capture it. The idea of becoming is inspiring because that's what he feels like is more his responsibility. The belonging, the belief part, God's initiating. So he gets inspired to be able to do his part in this journey there, right? Is that cool? Awesome. All right, there you go. All right, the second part. All right, he talks about belief being the challenge, just being able to trust God in the process there, right? Okay, awesome. All right, thank you very much right there. And I know we had a number of people share some good things. Again, here's the key here is that these same principles and journey of Jesus apply to you and me. And again, the same fabric in the church is what we already have, but we will continue to discuss it. So here's what we're going to do for 2022. We're going to thoroughly walk through these components so that, again, we can grow in belonging. We can grow in our belief, and we will grow in becoming more like Christ. And the church will grow in the culture of belonging. The church will grow in its complete trust in our Savior and also in becoming the church family that he has designed for us to be. And so that's exciting for the new year. Right now we're going to take communion. And this is where we reflect on Jesus' sacrifice on the cross for our salvation. The bread and the juice represent his body and blood that was sacrificed for us. You should have received a little cup over in the, uh, at, the, at the welcome table there. And so we're going to read this verse here before we pray for communion. In Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 8, talking about Jesus, it says, Son, though he was, he learned obedience from what he suffered. And once made perfect, again, this is him becoming, right? Once made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who 
obey him. Let's go to the Father in prayer. God, thank you so much again for Jesus. Thank you for the, the example that we see in Christ always, whether it be at our job, school, relationships. We can always turn to him and his teachings and his example. But God, we thank you so much that because Jesus followed through in his trust of you, he followed through in the plans that you had for him and for us. God, he became the source of salvation for all who would obey. And God, we are grateful that today we can be included in that number. And Father, we pray to appreciate what Jesus has done, what he is doing, and what he will do. And God, may we be inspired by the fact that we belong to you. And all of that is through Christ. I mean, God, may we be thankful for the faith that we have. And again, he is the author and perfecter of our faith. And thank you that we have the opportunity to become godly. That means being like you. And again, it's the example that we have in Christ. It's in his name we pray. Amen.